Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guest panel this week, Liz Batchelor and Katie Midwinter, as we'll be previewing some of the main ITV action at Kempton and at Newcastle. But before we get into the races, let's see how everyone is. Liz, you've not been on the podcast for a little while. Some of uh, your social media followers, though, might have seen you in Ireland recently. That is correct, Chris. Uh, I went to Cork last weekend for approximately 26 hours where part of my soul is still dead. Um, But, you know, it it was good fun. But, yeah, I haven't been on for a while. Just sickness, um, work, general life. Um, But I'm back here now. Hopefully there's uh, still a little bit of you that might be able to give uh, the listeners some uh, winners. Yeah, hopefully there's a little part of you that might be able to give uh, the listeners some winners uh, this weekend. Hopefully uh, it's still there in uh, in your head. And uh, Katie, how are things with you? Are some of uh, your favourite uh, horses have been in the news this week? Yeah, um, very well, thank you. It was uh, it was really nice to, to hear the news that Bristol and I had been retired. I'm just so pleased to see him retire soundly. Um, and I was lucky enough to see him run at, at Haydock early in the season. We got close up on him there. So, yeah, that was lovely news this week. Uh, really heartwarming. Yeah, and if you want to find out more uh, more on Katie's thoughts about Bristol to Mai, why not check out her blog? You'll find it on her social media feeds at The Conditional. Right, let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 150 at Kempton. It's the Coral Adonis Juvenile Hurdle, a Grade 2 contest. We've got a good uh, field here, eight runners. Scriptwriter is the favourite, 2 to 1. We've then got Nursery at 4 to 1, along with Rare Middleton. Perseus Way at 7s. Paul Perry at 10s and bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here first, uh, Liz. I know Scriptwriter is is a favourite here on the podcast. Uh, I know he's got a little bit of a fan club. Uh, Do we think he's going to get the job done? Or do we think maybe there's a couple of others in here that might be able to take a scalp? I think there's a couple of others in here. So there's a few interesting ones in this. Um, Obviously, Scriptwriter, if we spoke speak about him first, um, his transition to to hurdles has has been... yeah, in a, in a nice style. Um, last scene coming second behind Comfort Zone in the grade two. Um, and then you've got that rare Middleton of Paul Nichols's, who's defying a penalty from his last win at Taunton last month, where he won really easily. I also had a look at Nikki Henderson's Power Puri, the outsider of the field. She's the only field, she's the only filly in the race. Uh, she's out on her hurdling debut. She was fairly useful horse on the flat for William Haggis. A step up in trip could be ideal, but she's obviously got proof that she can jump. Um, but I am going for uh, Nuzret or Nuzre, whatever you want to pronounce it as, um, who is making the journey over from Ireland from Joseph O'Brien's yard. Should be suited by the better ground, albeit needs to clean up his jumping ability. But he's been in behind some good ones, including Lozzy Mouth, who was obviously favourite for the triumph at Cheltenham. He's carrying £5 less than script writer. Um, and like I said, the ground being good, a bit more better jumping and It'll be thereabouts. Yeah, I think Nurse Ray is definitely uh, an interesting opponent. He's probably my selection in the race. Originally, I thought they were going to go to the Boodles. I think I saw on one of the Cheltenham shows it might have been the road to Cheltenham that he wasn't going to go there. Um, but then he was given a suspicious ride, I thought, last time. 
uh, behind uh, Blood Destiny. But uh, yeah, for me, Nurse, I agree with you there, Liz. I think the better ground will definitely suit. I think going this way around definitely suits him as well. And he, that £5 uh, swing with the scriptwriter could be uh, could be uh, the key factor here. How about you though, Katie? Scriptwriter, like I said, um, is a horse that you've got a lot of time for. You're going to stick with him? Yes, I'm firmly in the fan club of scriptwriter. I love this horse. He is my triumph pick, so I have to stick with him. He's a grade two winner already. And I just really want to see him put in a good performance uh, to prove that he is ready to take on the likes of Lossy Mouth at Cheltenham. With Nutra in there, I think it'll give a, a good indication as to, to what kind of level scriptwriter is running at. Um, as Liz mentioned, Nusrat has been running in races won by Lossy Mouth and running behind Blood Destiny in Ireland. Uh, conditions should suit him here. He ran very well to be narrowly beaten by comfort zone. That was on soft ground. It isn't ideal for him. And so with a better ground expected at Kempton, I am really hoping that he, he returns to winning ways. Okay, so we've got one vote for scriptwriter and two votes for uh, Nusrat. So we move on to the next race on the card. It's the 2.25. It's the Coral Pendle Novices Chase. Grade 2 contest over 2.5 miles. And Boot Hill is the favourite at 7-4. We've got That's Alright Gino at 3-1. Solo at 7-2. Tweedsker at 11-2. Uh, and JJ Riley at 14-1 uh, is the outsider of the field. Casey, come to you here first. Boot Hill. Um, you have to say, I thought he was quite disappointing last time out. I thought, um, if I remember correctly, we were all on him. Uh, we all thought he was a banker at Doncaster last time out. But like I say, he came unstuck. Are we going to give him another chance here? I'm not sure if I trust him anymore after his run last time out. He's back up in trip, so maybe that will help. Uh, he's a great two win as well. Definitely one to beat. But he does have to give way to way. And uh, a couple of the others are capable of showing improvement here. So, yeah, I've got my doubts over him. It's probably not a race I'd be having a bet in. Boot Hill was quite short last time out. He failed to deliver. So at the price he is now, I'd just rather watch him than back him. I thought that's all right. Gino is quite interesting. He's a horse that's improving, but I'm not sure if his jumping is that sound. And he has a tendency to make a couple of mistakes that are quite difficult to recover from. He is very consistent, but he's only one from five over fences and maybe not the most trustworthy. Uh, at the prices, again, he's probably just worth watching. And But I think he'll, he'll be the biggest threat to Boot Hill. Okay, so that is Katie's thoughts on the pendle. How about you, Liz? Are we sticking uh, with Boot Hill here? I am. I stuck him up last time. I was on here at the end of January. Um, and he, I know Katie said she's lost the trust. I mean, he was second behind Tommy's Oscar up at Doncaster in the grade two, where he was four to five favourite. I don't think he did actually that much wrong. Um, but Tommy's Oscar was just too good that day. Um, there's only five in this. Um, his, his main threat, I think, maybe coming from solo. Um, but Boot Hill can and has one at this level. He is a smart chaser, and I think he'll be back to winning ways. Okay, so Liz is staying loyal with Boot Hill. I'm going to put up Solo here. I think he's one of my more stronger fancies this weekend. I think Paul Nichols has probably had this uh, race in mind for him. He's not been seen since finishing second behind uh, Balco Coastal. I think that form. Reads okay. I think the ground as well will definitely be in his favour. I just think 
like I say, this has been the plan. He returns it after a win. Paul Nichols as well has got a fantastic record in this race. He's won it 12 times over the years, so he knows exactly what it takes. I think at 7-2, I don't think he's a bad price at all. And for me, I, I think he might be able to um, put down a marker to Boot Hill, who I just can't trust. So, yeah, Liz is staying loyal with uh, Boot Hill. I'm going for Solo. And uh, Keith thinks that's all right. Gino is an interesting runner in the pendle. We then move on to the 3 o'clock at Kempton it's the Coral Trophy handicap chase and Captain Ord has turned out quickly again after his impressive win at Ascot last weekend we then got Ansem at 6-1 to St. Caldos at 13-2 to Our Power been nibbled at 8s Clondor Castle at 9s Froden at 10s and bigger are the rest uh, Liz come to you here first we've got some Old favourites in this race. We've got some progressive handicappers. Uh, what kind of horse are we going for here? Well, I almost, I'd, I'd almost like to take a nibble at Enrillo at 28. He's got some awful form, uh, but I think he's still capable. And he, he's with his mark of 142 plus Angus Chalida taking £5 off. Um, I did take a look at him, but um, another kind of each way um, is Tom George's Clondor Castle. Um, he did really well last time out, coming second behind Picked or he, um, because it was his first time out in 14 months due to injury. He's on a mark of 154, which was his last winning mark in this here at Kempton two years ago. Obviously back fit. Most of his wins have come on good. Um, and I don't know, just due to his injury, whether he's gone under the radar a little, um, but Clondor Castle for me. Yeah, he has been quite well supported, actually, today. He was big as 14s, now 9s on my screen here. So, um, yeah, Clondor Castle it is for this. Definitely can see the case for that one. How about you, Katie? Do we have one uh, big price here for the listeners? I do have one at a big price. But firstly, the, one, the more I look at this race, I managed to convince myself that St. Calvados is the one to beat. He's Harry Cobden back on board, and he's £3 lower than his last winning mark. I've got some doubts over his stamina, but all of his tries over three miles uh, have come on ground with quite a lot of ease. Uh, and he has run over an extended two mile six. So I think he'll stay the trip on the good ground that is expected at the track. You know, he's a good horse on his day. I think the handicap has been quite kind to him. But the horse that I really like that is his stable mate that Liz has already mentioned, and that's Enrillo. He's a pound lower than when he was demoted in the Bet365 Gold Cup at Sandown a couple of seasons ago. And he has been unreliable since. But I think he may just have lost his confidence. He suffered a couple of heavy falls. And with 10 stone four to carry here, Angus Chaleda claiming five, I think it gives him a really good chance of uh, rediscovering some of his old form. And I will give a shout to another Nichols running here, the mighty Frodon. I'd love to see him run a big race, but it's going to be a tough task for him off 12 stones. So I'll be keeping an eye on the three Paul Nichols runners, actually. But um, yeah, St. Calvados and Enrilo each way for me. Okay, so uh, Katie thinks Paul Nichols might have... Uh, the ace is up his sleeve in this one. Yeah, I can definitely see the case for St. Caldos. I think the better ground will suit me. Actually, he bolted up 
on Jumps Finale Day at Sandown last year. So interesting in returning to this kind of ground. And Amarillo as well, if he was to rediscover his best form, he certainly could have a chance to be quite well back. So he's now 22s, was big as 33s. Um, one I quite like in this race uh, is our power for um, Sam Twist and Davis running for Sam Thomas. Uh, thought it was a really good win on his seasonal uh, reappearance at uh, Ascot back in October. He's not been seen for 119 days, but I just think that the key to this horse is the better ground. Every time he's run on this kind of ground, he's always put up some really good performances. Um, he finished third in this race last year behind Captain Or, but he was only a seven-year-old then. He's an eight-year-old now, and I would just like to think that he's maybe entering the, the peak of his powers. Um, he's got a good record at the course as well. He's won here over hurdles in the past. I just think he ticks a lot of boxes to win this race. I respect the favourite Captain Or. Christian Williams has done this in the past, turned out some of his uh, state and handicap chases to win back-to-back uh, -back, uh, big field handicaps. So Captain Orr, I think, has an obvious chance. But for me, I'm quite uh, keen on the chances of our power. We then move on to the 340 at Kempton. It's a Skybet, Dovecut, Novices Hurdle, a Grade 2 contest, and Hansard is your favourite at 13-8. to we then got Rubo at 3-1 to one for Paul Nichols. You can tango at 11-2. Imperial Bede at 7-1. to one. Mullenberg at 16s. Cave Legend at 20s. And Postmark the Outsider at 25s. Um, Katie, we were speaking about our favourite trainer, the man of the moment, Chris Gordon. Uh, off air. We can see he's got a runner here. He's got a good record in this race in the past. He won it last year with Orkham Risk, won it with Highway 102. Do we think this one has maybe been slightly underrated? Well, I didn't have too strong an opinion in this race. So I'm going to take a chance on, yeah, favourite train at the moment. Case Legend um, runs for Chris Gordon here. He's, he has been going well. And this horse won last week. So maybe he can continue that good form and outrun his big odds here. I think he's around 18 to 1. Uh, I will give a shout to Postmark as well. I've got fond memories of him when he was ridden by Frankie de Tori in the Racing League in the summer. I think he was 7-1 to one when he won at Lingfield. Um, this is a bit different, of course. It's only his third run over hurdles, but maybe the better ground will help him here. He won his maiden last week too, so he's another one in form. So I'm going to go for the two outsiders of the field here. Um, maybe one of them can put up a shot performance. Yeah, I actually think Chris Gordon's Cave Legend could run a big race. Um, I think he is maybe slightly overpriced. He actually turned up in the same bumper that uh, Orkham Risk won last season at Stratford. He then went to Cheltenham, ran a respectable fifth. Forgive the run at Taunton, Chris Gordon's horses were quite badly out of form then. He then made a winning return at uh, Lingfield uh, last week. And I just think it's interesting that they've earmarked um, this race. Chris Gordon, as uh, a trainer I've got a lot of time for, wouldn't normally throw his horses in this kind of race if he didn't think that they were more than capable. So I've got plenty of respect for Cape Legend in this field. And at 20 to 1, I might have a little saber on him uh, in the Dove coat. How about you though, Liz? Uh, Hansart, uh, he's won his last two starts. Do you think he's going to make it a hat trick or are you going to be opposing him like me and Katie? I am also opposing him. Um, so this year, field is 7. It's great to novices hurdle. Hansard is going for that four timer. Two of those recent ones in class fours. Winning really well in both, but fifteen to eight. 
Mm, it's too short for me. Um, so I'm going with the second second favourite in Rubor. Um, last seen two weeks ago on the Betfair hurdle at Newbury, coming tenth of sixteen. Um, Harry Cobden said that he ran too freely, hence the decision now to stick first time hood on him for this race, which has sharpened him up. Both of his recent wins have come on good. Seems to prefer a right-handed track, um, but with the hood too, I think that will hold the key. Yeah, he had some good wins earlier on in the season at Taunton. Wasn't disgraced here as well in a warm race behind Braudition. So, yeah, maybe Rubo, if he can settle, uh, he could be uh, an interesting runner for Paul Nichols in the Dovco. So that's the races at Kempton covered. We're going to go to Newcastle's feature staying race of their season. It's the 325. It's the Vertum Ida Handicap Chase. And Kitty's Light is your favourite for Christian Williams, who won this race last year with Wing My Wings, can he repeat it? We then got Barrington Bob wearing first time blinkers at eight to one along with Sam's Adventure. The Gallant and Bear is also eight to one, Eva's Oscar at tens, Bushy Park at elevens, and uh, bigger are the rest. Uh, I'll come to you um, here first, Katie. Kitty's Light is a horse that uh, uh, I know has got a big fan club um, uh, with a lot of racing fans. Um, He's a horse that's been quite frustrating over the last couple of years. Hasn't been able to win a big pot. Do we think he might get his day in the sun? I think he's been laid out for this race. He's definitely the one to be. I've been keeping an eye on him since the start of the season. I've stayed away from him for the majority, betting-wise, just seeing his map drop. And he's now £11 lower than when he was second to win my wings in the Scottish Grand National. He's £13 lower than when third to Hewick in the Bet365 Gold Cup. And I think he's well in off a mark of 1-3-2. Um, but at 5-2, to two, he's very short in such a big field. And it is a tough test of stamina. Anything can happen in a race like this. So as I think he's the likeliest winner, and all being well with him, he will win... I would look for some value elsewhere as well. I think Sam's adventure is also interesting. He's £14 lower than when winning this race two years ago. But he is a, an 11-year-old now and looks past his best, whilst Kitty's Light is quite young at seven and could be still improving. I will give a mention to two horses that I'll probably be having small savers on each way. No cruise yet. A strong stayer uh, who has been progressing nicely for Sam England. Didn't do too badly at Bangor a couple of weeks ago. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on off a career high mark of 114. And also a horse I absolutely love in amateur. Another strong stayer who should see out the trip. He's one pound higher than his last winning mark, so he's in with a chance at a big price. Okay, um, a couple of interesting outsiders there from uh, Katie but thinks uh, Kitty's light this could be his day in the sun how about you though Liz are we uh, staying loyal to Kitty's light or are we keen to oppose him yeah I'm opposing him I've gone for two actually um, one that Katie's already spoken about in Sam's adventure um, I mean this is a, a marathon trip isn't it four mile one and a half furlongs not overly sure everyone um, will last the distance and I was hoping to see the two amigos here but he's not been entered um, so as I say Sam's adventure 2021 winner of this where he, as Katie said he won off a mark of 139 this year he's running off a 125 
all of his form is fairly sketchy, but he seems to prefer it heavy and it's good to soft here. But then there's also Philip Kirby's Bushy Park, who won the Yorkshire Grand National Handicap Chase over three miles six last month. And he won it really readily and that was in heavy. Um, he's been raised £7 for the win, but I'd like the style he won it in, but 15 go in this and there's clearly definitely value to be had. Okay, so uh, a bit of love as well for Sam's adventure in this race. Uh, that's Liz's thoughts on the Ida Handicap Chase. Um, I do think Kitty's Light will probably win. I wouldn't normally get stuck in in this race at, um, at 11-4 to 4 with a favourite, um, with 15 runners, a long trip. Are they going to stay? But it just looks like there's so much in his favour. I do think this will probably be um, his time. Um, the other two, there's two I did quite like as well that I'd just give a mention to. I thought Young Bull was interested in wearing first time cheap pieces. I just think he liked his better ground for Harry Whittington. But the one I thought uh, I couldn't I couldn't let uh, pass uh, was Mighty Thunder uh, for Lucinda Russell. Patrick Wadge claiming seven. Um, this horse is in essence, going to be running off a mark of 125. Now, that's £19 lower than when he won the Scottish National back in um, back in 2021. Kind of has been throwing some really tricky assignments. He's running Grader Company, running the Welsh National, uh, the Grand National. He's been running off marks in the high 140s, and I just don't think he's ever really had a had a, an easier an easy assignment for him or he's not had a race that he's been able to be very competitive in so i do think off a mark here of official mark of 132 he's dropped seven pounds for his last run i do think he's maybe slightly better than that and with a nice low race and weight um well handicapped on old form at 33 to 1 i thought there was a case to be had for him so he is uh, my idea of maybe a horse that could outrun his odds so uh, that's our thoughts then on the itv races uh before we sign off i think we've got a few other selections from the panel uh katie i'll come to you here first you said you had one at chepstow that uh, was on your radar yeah, one of my favourites not available is running at Chepstow in the 345. He's been in really good form recently, so he's definitely one to watch. Okay, so not available in the 345 at Chepstow from Katie. Um, we've also as well got a good flat card at Lingfield on the all-weather. The feature race there being the Winter Derby. Liz, have you had a look at that race? I have, and as you know, I prefer watching the jumps, but I seem to do better betting-wise on the flat, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> and we've got the, the Group 3 Winter Derby Stakes at Lingfield, where Lord North is the 8-11 to favourite. I think this is going to be his prep run before off, off to defend um, his turf crown over in Dubai. However, I think he's really short, um, so I'm going to go for another Gosden runner. Um, not Forest of Dean. I'm actually going to go for Herovian. Um, there was one and a quarter lengths um, between them last time out on the all-weather in January at Newcastle where he hung left. But Herovian doesn't have bad form at Lingfield and I think he could be the Gosden winner out of the three. Okay, so an interesting take there um, from Liz on uh, the Winter Derby. I had a couple as well away from the ITV action. Uh, in the 307 at Chepstow, I fought a horse of uh, Nicky Martin's Bear Gills. was really interesting. They're going to first-time cheek pieces here. Um, was a horse that I thought a lot of people were going to... Uh, he was a horse that people thought was going to really go places. He ran... 
in the Ballymore at the Cheltenham Festival behind Bob Ollinger. Finished fourth that day, wasn't disgraced. He's then um, had a few issues and he's gone chasing this season, but he just hasn't re really seemed to cut it. It wasn't a bad effort when he finished third at Carlisle. His last two efforts at Utoxo and Musselburgh were disappointing, but back over hurdles off a mark of 139. He could potentially be quite well handicapped. Um, this is kind of his last throw of the dice to get qualified for the Potomp. So I definitely think he'll be trying to uh, go very close to winning this race without blowing his handicap mark. But if he can get in, he could definitely be an interesting runner because I know he had a lot of potential at one point in his career. So he's definitely a horse. I'm interested to see how he fares at Chepstow on Saturday. Another horse as well that I quite like runs in the 2.45 at Ferry House. Um, the Tommy Carberry handicap. American Mike has actually declared he's a top weight off a mark of 138, but I can't have him. Uh, he's just a horse I think is too quirky. And even though this is going to be an easier test than what he's been running in recently, I just can't have him at all. The one I really like, and I think he'll probably be uh, quite a well-supported favourite, is Caddo Thoria uh, for Aidan Kelly claiming seven run for Kieran Murphy here. Um, looks like this horse was saved for handicaps. Absolutely bolted up last time at Nace off a mark of 109. Was put up £13 for that win. But uh, Aidan Kelly claims a seven here. I think he's easily probably a 130 plus horse. And Kieran Murphy is a, is a, is a horse trainer on the up. He's getting trusted with a lot of big runners. Trains impervious. Um, could be a live player for him in the Mayor's Chase at the festival. I think that horse has got a chance. And then I've got one at Lingfield uh, in uh, the race there. The, the sprint race on... The card, it's in the uh, in the 130. Um, quite like the chances of Miss Nainella. She is drawn out wide, but I think she could be this season's Highfield Princess. Um, was a horse that um, Highfield Princess, you might remember last season, came from handicaps and then just kept on improving and then went on to bigger and better things. Became a Group 1 winner. This horse has actually got a really similar profile. They were both campaigned at a lowly level on the all-weather. Just keeps improving. Absolutely bolted up last time at Chelmsford. I think this horse is an absolute speedball and I wouldn't be at all surprised if she could maybe follow in her stable mate's footsteps. So that's Miss Nay Never in the 130 at Lingfield. So that's it then for this um, week's podcast. Thanks again to Katie and Liz for giving up their time. Hopefully we've given you some winners this week. Remember to follow us on the socials. We're available on Twitter and Instagram at In The Saddle Pod. You can follow us on all the major podcast platforms. We're available on SoundCloud, Apple and Spotify. So remember to follow us. Give us a review as well if you haven't done so already. And also as well, please remember to gamble responsibly. <laughs>